0: There's a saying, all good things must come to an end. It makes you wonder, if everything is all good, why would it end, right? Must not have been all good. Maybe something somewhere along the lines got overlooked. Our past is familiar, and the familiar is comforting, the unfamiliar is not. It's actually kind of scary. In any case, whether it's familiar or unfamiliar, we aren't guaranteed the outcome we've made up in our minds. I came back from lunch around 1. Vanessa, you have a phone call, my co worker, Monica said. I clocked back in and answered the phone. Luxury Suites Hotel, this is Vanessa. How may I help you? Vanessa Winston. Yes, how can I help you? I saw that the call was coming from a phone in the conference room. Immediately, I knew it was him. Yes, I need a room for a day, he said. Of course, I said. I hadn't planned on staying, but business calls for another day. So another day it is, he said. No worries, I can reserve that for you, I said. Is that call coming from the conference room? Monica whispered. Girl, is that Christian's fine self? I had no idea who Christian was. I began to make small talk with the man on the phone. How's the conference going? I said. Monica opened a magazine and showed me an article about the man on the phone. His name is Christian Singleton. A real estate mogul, who's on almost every single woman's most wanted list. In the magazine, he was sitting back in a chair with a glass of cognac in one hand, as to say cheers. He had one leg crossed on top of the other, and that smile. That smile could make you forget about any troubles you have in life. I read the title above him Most Eligible Bachelor, Christian Singleton. A force to be reckoned with. Well, one thing's for sure. The person who wrote this article ain't never lied. Christian was definitely every woman's dream man. I got Christian squared away with a room, and in between customers, I researched him on Google. His business ethics were as good as he looked, and from what I could tell, he was a gentleman. I immediately began to fantasize about what being rich would be like. It must be nice not to have to worry about your mortgage or car insurance, or your bank account being in the negative. Christian had a rags-to-riches story, but stories like that were one in a million. Most of us who's born in rags, die in rags. It's kinda sad, but true. Many of us have big dreams, but we never wake up. It's like we get comfortable with our present realities and we tell ourselves that this is all there is. I refuse to continue living a nightmare though. I refuse to live paycheck to paycheck. You have to keep pushing baby, is all I ever hear. That would be my granddaddy's voice, encouraging me to never give up. God rest his soul. He died a hard worker, but I don't want hard work to be my legacy. I want hard work and generational wealth to mine. Besides my sister, he was my biggest supporter when it comes to my dreams of being a famous fashion designer. I'm going to keep pushing. Mom says, if I work hard, I'll have a better chance of becoming an executive or even CEO for the company I work for. She tells me to keep my head out of the clouds and focus on reality. I love my mom, but she's caught up in those dreams I was talking about where people get comfortable with their reality. This life isn't my reality though. This is my current situation, but I'm not settling. I've spent the last seven years working at luxury suites. I started off as a housekeeper. After four years, I began to work the front desk, and I did get a promotion to supervisor a couple of months ago. So, I guess that I'm climbing the ladder. However, working at luxury suites, Making 45000 a year is not the life I envisioned for myself. My husband is a construction worker, he makes roughly 55000 a year, but even with our combined income, it's still a struggle. My sister and my mom takes turns babysitting Tristan, which has saved us a lot of money. Tristan's turning four in a few months, and he's been accepted into a free pre-K program, so that's good news. It will give my mom a break, although she's retired and doesn't mind. Becca doesn't mind babysitting either, but she does have a life, and she needs more personal time to focus on her salon. Mom thinks that me and TJ are living above our means. We have a nice size house in a suburban area, and we have three cars. One luxury vehicle and two economy size cars for work. I don't think we're living above our means, I just want to have a decent life. We're usually okay, but for the past two months, TJ hasn't been getting much work. I've been overworking and on top of that, I haven't been sexually satisfied in months. I was busy caught up in my own thoughts, when Christian came to the front desk. (laughs) Hmm hmm. He said, clearing his throat. Oh, hi. Sorry about that. You're here for your key, right? Just a moment, I have it right here for you, I said. I gave him the key. When he took the key, he gently rubbed my hand. I felt something, and I know that I shouldn't have, but sparks flew. Calm down Nessa. This man isn't flirting with you. Even if he is, you're married, I told myself. Nah, he was definitely flirting, but I had to play it cool. I didn't want to be like all the other women who were practically drooling over Christian. I couldn't front though, he had ignited a fire in me that I couldn't contain. I couldn't let him see it though. Let me know if you need anything else, Mr. Singleton, I said, in a professional tone. I will, but please, call me Christian, he said. Enjoy your stay, Christian, I said, with a smile. Thanks, Vanessa, he said. I started playing around on the computer as if I was suddenly busy working. Truth is, I was mesmerized. Christian walked away. Oh, I bet it sleeps like money. That's that bamboo sheet quality, Monica said. Girl, what are you talking about? I said, with a laugh. Girl— I'm just saying, haven't you ever wondered if rich and average men sleep the same? Is he just an overpriced item that sleeps average or is everything about him an upgrade? Monica said. Girl, I don't know, but I'm trying to find out, Allie, another one of my coworkers said. Oh, thank God, you're here, Monica said. Vanessa, do you need anything else from me? If not, I'm clocking out. I have places to see and people to do, she said. Wait what? I said with a laugh. Monica, I think you meant, places to go and people to see, I said. No, I meant what I said. Whatever crazy, and you're free to go. I'll see you tomorrow, I said. Dang, you work again tomorrow? Monica said. Yep, in the morning, I said. Okay, see you then. Bye Allie, Monica said. Bye, Allie said. When eight o'clock came, I was ready to fly out the door like a bird out a cage. My bed was calling me, and so was Christian, literally. He called the front desk and asked if I could bring him some towels. I was going to send Allie instead, but she was busy with a customer, so I took them instead. When I got upstairs, he opened the door with nothing but a towel on. I can't see his print. I don't see it. I don't see it. I kept telling myself. The more I said it, the more I saw it. That thing was thangling. I had to get the hell out of there, and I was only in the doorway. Here's your towels Mr. Singleton. Have a good night, I said, before quickly turning away. Wait, you're off work? Christian said. Yes, and on my way home to my husband and my kid, I said. Christian laughed. I turned around and walked back towards him. Fine, good night Vanessa, he said. Wait, what's funny? I said. Why are you so uptight? He said. I'm not uptight. I'm just tired, I said. Okay, he said. Okay. Good night, I said, as I turned to leave again. Good night, he said, before licking his lips and looking at me as if I was a chocolate-dipped ice cream cone on a hot summer day. I turned to walk away, and he started to close the door. I walked back towards the door. I was about to let him know that I wasn't some groupie that he could just have his way with, but when I walked back to the door, he opened it, and I pushed him down on the bed and I had my way with him. He tried to talk, but I covered his mouth. I could tell that he was used to being in charge, but not tonight. I had him every way I wanted him, and he did not disappoint. When we were done, I showered and went home. I got home and T.J. and Tristan were on the couch watching TV. Hey, I said. Hey, baby, T.J. said, with his eyes still locked on the TV. I came over and gave him a kiss on the cheek. What are the two of you watching? I said. Shh, mommy we're watching a good movie, Tristan said. I walked over and kissed Tristan on the cheek too. Okay, nice to see y'all too. I'm tired. I'm going to bed, I said. Okay, babe. Dinner is on the stove, TJ said. Good night, mommy, Tristan said. I wasn't hungry, so I put the food up and went to my room. All I could think about was Christian. Sex with him was amazing, but it could only be a one-time thing. I love my husband. I love my family, and no one or nothing will get in the way of what we've built. As far as I was concerned, it was just sex. Christian probably had a slew of women he was sleeping with. I wasn't trying to fall in love with him. When I got to work at 6 a.m., there was an envelope for me. Who's this from? I asked Tim, the overnight front desk clerk. I'm not sure, some man dropped it off for you. He didn't leave his name, but he said that it was a thank you card for giving great service. Anyway, I have to get out of here. I have to get home and get some shut-eye before my class this afternoon, Tim said. All right. Have a good day, Tim, I said. You too. See ya, he said. When I opened the card, it was from Christian. I want to see you again. Come to this address tonight at 9 p.m. I smiled, but then I told myself no. That was a one-time thing. I can't get caught up. I got off work at 2 p.m., and I slept until 8.15. T.J. had been out with Tristan all day, and then they went to T.J.'s parents' house for a barbecue. I got out of bed and looked at the card from Christian. I was curious as to know what he had planned. I showered and I got ready to go. I called T.J. and told him that I had to work an overnight shift. He praised me for all the hard work and sacrifices I'd been putting in for our family, and he promised that I wouldn't have to overwork myself for long. I felt bad for lying to TJ, but my curiosity was stronger than my guilt, so I went to see Christian. When I got to the address, it was a condo overlooking downtown Charlotte. Christian was at the top floor waiting for me. There were candles and rose petals leading outside to a candlelight dinner on the balcony. We enjoyed good food, music, and good conversation. Christian shared tips with me on how I could become a millionaire in five years doing real estate. Everything about Christian turned me on. His intelligence, his vibe, his looks, his laid-back boss-type personality. I wasn't a fool though. There wasn't anything great about me. He probably had women across the globe, but I didn't care because I had no plans to leave my husband. We were just having fun until I woke up the next day to three missed calls from my job and ten missed calls and seven texts from TJ. There was an important voicemail from my manager telling me to come by the office. When I got to my job, there was surveillance of me going in Christian's room and staying in there for an hour. Although I was off the clock when I was with Christian. I got fired. There's a strict rule against what I did and I knew it. I just wasn't thinking clearly at the time. I lied and said that we were talking real estate, but my boss said that she spoke with Christian, and he told her that we were in a relationship. What in the entire hell? I called TJ on the way home, and he told me that he had came by my job and I wasn't there. So, I had to go home and deal with that. Before I got home, I called and asked Christian why he told my boss that we were sleeping together. He said that he was doing me a favor, and to check my bank account. I was pissed. What the hell does my bank account have to do with you putting my business out there like that? This is my life, I said it before Christian calmly cut me off. I'm in a business meeting, but check your bank account, he said, before ending the call. When I checked my bank account, it was $100,000 in there.